a gym in your area. It's not even your gym lady. You're just complaining about some other gym's policy. Why do you care? Honestly, why do you care? And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 147. Not sure if there's going to be a 148, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Guys, I am loving Wisdom Walk, and we had a great one here on today's episodes. For all the coaches, listen up to this one because it's great. From Julian Hirschberg talking about how to actually coach these athletes and not just be mere spectators, but actual coaches. We have two great questions of the week. One about cleanliness and like, does cleanliness just get thrown all away when it comes to world's teams? Well, find out my opinion on that. And then we have another one on scoring. And this question is from Colleen about spare girls in the routine. Is there such a thing as a spare girl in the routine? And how does that girl impact the routine and the scoring? And then we have what is popping with the parents and um you know they're they're complaining about early meet times and having to stay all day to watch the other teams in their gym but before we get into that if you are new welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike and when we can bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches new episodes every tuesday on spotify on apple Podcasts, and on google podcast quick shout out to claire who helps us stay on top of things on ig shout out to jenny who edits the pod shout out to my mother love you mom shout out to sheila robin chanel now, Tamara, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our mate, Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark, shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin, truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to to do so, but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show, the best free way is to share this podcast. Simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and asks the questions that you guys have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. What's good? It's a Monday. It's a fresh start for the whole week. And I am preparing myself because we have a middle school cheer competition this weekend and then we jump right back into all-star the following weekend so just trying to prepare my life for those next two weekends what is good with you life's good you know we chilling 
doing our thing. You know, we going. So we're going. Nothing too crazy. Real quick, though, I will say this. Thanks to everyone, you know, donated, prayed, you know, whatever it was for my dad. I post on my Instagram. My dad's been going through cancer. Got diagnosed probably about two years ago or so with like, I don't know, it seems like every cancer in the world at this point. But he's been battling for the last couple of years. And I posted on my personal Instagram and the Let's Talk Cheer Instagram just about the next steps my parents want to take with my dad. And so it was going to be like a pretty expensive or it is a pretty expensive treatment because it's like a specialized, you know, cancer center. So, you know, we uh, put together like a GoFundMe to help raise money for my parents to, you know, go through this whole thing. And so lots of people have, you know, just shown their generosity. Obviously, it was lots of people that we personally know or have had, you know, have known just at some point in our life. But there were a lot of people on there who donated, who just listened to the podcast and really only know me from the podcast, right? And have no idea even who my dad is. So I really appreciate the prayers, the love, the support, you know, the financial support and all of that, you know, towards my dad and our family. So it means a lot. And I'll try to keep you guys, I'll probably do more updates on my actual personal Instagram and Facebook, but you know, I'll be sure to keep you guys updated with everything. Cause yeah, he should be going into treatment. It's like a seven week treatment center. So you should be leaving for that. As of this record, he'll be leave for that treatment this week okay. as we're recording. So, you know, that's like the big thing, but then, you know, other than that, you know, lots of cheerleading and here we are with, with the pod. So. Yeah. We are all definitely thinking about your dad and hoping for the best outcome that there possibly is. Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, you go to Vegas this weekend for RMS. Is it Vegas? Yep, it sure is. I mean, it, uh, Jams, Jams Nationals. Yeah. There we go. All right, looking forward to it. How many are in the competition or how many do you guys compete against? You know, what's the deets? I haven't even really looked yet, honestly. I mean, the parents are probably mad at me because they're like, you're representing us. Why don't you know these things? I don't really look at that type of thing like until someone says something. So probably after this recording, I will get on there and look. I might not even get on there and look. I don't know. I think last year we competed against like three, maybe four people. Mm -hmm. So I'm imagining it's around the same thing. We are the reigning champs. Mm -hmm. So um, let's hope we can do it again this year. But it's, you know, I know a lot of parents love Vegas. I will tell you this. We go so much for cheer that I'm just not like a Vegas person anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, it's always exciting to get on the stage and watch the girls. But I will tell you this, going from an all-star competition to a middle school competition, even though they are a competitive team, it's totally different. There are some parents on there that, you know, are in all-star. So they totally get the vibes and the chants and the intensity and, you know, how to yell and act during their performance, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of parents that this is really new to them. So sometimes they kind of look at us like, why are you yelling one, three, five, seven? And, you know, they kind of look at us a little weird sometimes, um, <laughs> but it's it's a different vibe. So I'm hoping that this weekend we can bring it and, and make it happen. Yeah. There we go. Love it, B. All right. Well, best of luck to you guys. Best of luck to the RMS Bulldog. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and hop into our first. We got a packed show for you guys. Lots of things to talk about today. So let's let's hop into this because the people, you know, they want to know what's going on. So a segment that I have absolutely been loving because I know and actually here's why I love it is because I know that lots of people tune in just because they, they want to get educated on the sport of cheerleading, right? A lot of coaches out there like how can I be a better coach out there? And so And yeah, how can I be a better parent? And, you know, just I need the wisdom, right? They're doing this for their edification. And so I have loved 
Wisdom Walk. I hope that everyone else has liked Wisdom Walk as much as I do because we keep coming back to it. I'm like, dude, new segment. Here we go. So for the fourth week in a row, we're bringing back Wisdom Walk advice from coaches who have been there and done that. And this one is actually a really good one. This one is from Julian Hirschberg, tumbling director at Max All Star. So shout out to Julian, dude, and Max. They are just on a tear right now. They're killing it. They look absolutely phenomenal at majors. Now, real quick, a plug for a future show. We have, I think next episode, we have the ranking roundtable. So one of our new favorite segments, we did it, had Brendan on. We have another cool guest coming on next week. So, you know, be sure to tune in for that. But the ranking roundtable, and I have a feel, Max, I don't think Max made the top five, but they did get a mention last week. I, after their performance at majors, I have a feeling that we will see Max in the top five of the ranking roundtable. We'll see. That's just my prediction. B, we should also do our Super Bowl predictions. Oh, maybe next week we should do our Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. Well, I guess this week we can do our Super Bowl. Like, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? So I'm going. I'm going Ravens, and uh, it's tough. San Francisco's looked really good, but Detroit has looked really like tough these last week. They just look like they don't care about anything. They're just like, dude, we don't care about Detroit Lions, baby. Okay, so I'm. I really like uh, San Fran, but I'm going. I'm going Ravens all the way, baby. Sheila, don't at me. Here we go. But the <laughs> wisdom, <laughs> wisdom walk is brought to you by yours truly and our digital courses. So again, if you're a coach. Look Looking to up your wisdom. You know, you get the free wisdom here, but if you're trying to up your wisdom, guys, we have our digital courses online. You go to the link in the bio, my vidzing, and you can get our digital courses. We have like, I don't know, five, six digital courses on there. So go on there, get your digital course, you know, learn how to clean your routine. That's the one that's out right now. Coming up pretty soon is planning your practices. But we got, you know, a few other ones, cheer A to Z. Oh, yeah, we got a few other ones, but you can book all sorts of stuff on there. Anyway, this one's comes from Julian Hersberg, who says, never give vague or general corrections like go higher, be faster, etc. Because no duh, if athletes knew how to do those things, they would already, they wouldn't be in this private lesson. Explain how to go fast. Show the body how it's supposed to feel and how it changes. Don't just say the obvious thing that honestly belittles the athlete. Yeah, so Julian gives some great advice. I feel like a lot of times us as coaches kind of are, you know, they call it Monday Monday morning quarterbacking, right? You watch football games on Sundays. And then on Monday morning, I heard this the other day. I went to um, the boulevard. I went to the boulevard to watch the Niners and the Packers play, right? And so the Boulevard's kind of like a Dave and Buster's for those of you guys who don't know. And so we go, uh, it's me, Josh, and and B. Rye at the front desk. So we go to watch the Packers and the uh, Niners play. And at the very end, Jordan Love threw the interception if you didn't watch the game. Very end, Jordan Love throws the interception and the people up next to are just ripping Jordan Love. They're just ripped like, oh, why would he throw that? And they were, and they were just in Assessing on him, just going in on how bad of a decision that was. And I thought to myself, this guy's in the NFL and they're calling him stupid. You're sitting here eating a cheeseburger next to me at the boulevard, right? Like, <laughs> like the audacity. And I get our emotions get wrapped into it and we want to like do that. But it just like, I feel like a lot of times us as coaches and you know what they were doing. And again, we all do it. But, you know, kind of in that moment, I feel like a lot of times as coaches, we kind of take that that Monday morning quarterback thing where like we look, it's easy for us to say what 
should have happened while we are in the comfort of our own home and, you know, don't have to, we're not actually in the line of fire. It's super easy for us to say like what to do and what not to do. And I kind of feel like coaches, we don't always coach the athletes. We just kind of say what they should be doing. Like, hey, you should go faster. Hey, you should do this. And we don't actually tell the kids how to actually go faster. Like no one wants to tumble slow. Okay, so how do you, okay, you need to be faster by, you know, doing this or giving them drills to make their arms go faster. Or, hey, if you get your toes out in front of you in the round off, that'll give you a little, that'll help you generate more momentum to go backwards. If you were a little tighter in the shape, that would help you do this. If you snap down at this angle, that would help you go higher, right? And giving them actual instructions on how to do the thing that they're lacking, right? Instead of just saying like vague critiques. The other thing, and I want to piggyback on what Julian said, is that as coaches, we usually are very, we're a lot more detailed in our corrections and not so detailed in our praise to the athletes. So we'll say, hey, you need to make sure that you go faster, reach longer, snap down, give me a big set, keep your head in and make sure you keep your ankles together in the in the tuck or whatever, right? And we'll say all those things. And then when the athlete does it right, we're usually super vague and just go, good job, right? Instead of saying, hey, great job uh, with that nice, fast snap down. Awesome job getting your arms up for your set. Great job on that stick and stand, right? And if there's anything that you want your athletes to do again, make sure that you are very specific about your praise in what they are doing. So don't just praise them and say your praise just can't be good job. It has to be very specific with what they did well. So they know, okay, I need to do that again. Because again, a lot of times athletes don't really know what they did well. They did they did the rep well. They just kind of did the rep well an accident. Don't really know. Like you told me to fix five things. You told me good job. I have no idea which one of those five things I did better, right? Hey, awesome job with the ankles together. Oh, I guess my ankles are together. Next time, let's work on, you know, X, Y, and Z. So lots of good stuff there from Julian. So thank you, Julian, for this great piece of wisdom. Again, never get vague slash general corrections. Actually tell the athletes what you need them to do. And then my little wisdom I want to throw on top of that. Also be specific with your uh, praise that you give the athletes. So yeah, real quick, before we move on to that, I want to also read this out loud. Uh, but before I read this, is there anything you want to add, B? Nope, I'm good. There we go. All right, here we go. I want to read this out loud. This is from one of our, this is from Coach Sam, who actually or purchased our silver package for our video review. So we do our video reviews. We have the gold package, the silver package, and then this, the, the bronze baseline package for video review. So the video reviews, you send me your video. I send you a video back of your routine telling you what I would fix and how I would fix it. She has the silver package. So she gets multiple videos throughout the seasons for several of her teams. So she said, Coach Sam said, thank you. We just competed this weekend after we held a film review with this feedback and it truly made a difference. They were so much cleaner and came off the mat saying, did you see my ankles together? Show that Jason guy. That's me, part of people. We're making a few tweaks, so we'll send our next competition video after that. But just wanted to let you know that your feedback has already made a difference. Some things you said were things we have been harping on and other things are things that we've been that we have been too locked in on the big pictures to pick apart. Looking forward to sending you our next video. Smiley face. Thank you. Guys, that could be you. Your kids could be coming off the floor being like, dude, you see how much better we did after we got that feedback from Jason? 
Jason. So get yourself a video review. If you just want a single video review, get the single. But if you want if you want me to become a, a part of your staff, get the silver, get the gold. You know, let's make it happen. Link in the show notes. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the sounds like that question of the week. We actually have two questions of the week. Guys, comp season is here and champions are being crowned every weekend. Commemorate your victory with a championship ring from Evolve. Have you ever seen those designs by Santuan, those championship rings on Instagram? Well, Evolve is the company that brings those designs to life. So if you're looking for a championship ring with a championship ring design, champions don't settle. Champions evolve. Evolve where champions forge their legacy. Visit EvolveScholastics.com or follow them on Instagram at Evolve Champ Rings. Link in the show notes. Killed it. Let's go. Again, this is brought to you by Sounds Like That. Get your hot fire cheer music by Sounds Like That. Let them know the Let's Talk Cheer podcast sent you. Guys, you should already have music by now. So if you have a midseason team or you need edits, maybe you need something. You're like, hey, you're going in the summit. You're going in the NCA. And you're like, dude, our music just ain't cutting it. Hit them up. Sounds like that. Sounds like that.com. And I get you some good stuff. So B, what's the Sounds Like That question of the week? It is. Well, question one is here's a question. In levels one through five, I've noticed that unity and precision usually win the division. Level six, not so much. Typically, level six is just a flurry of activity. How can we be teaching that clean wins, but then throw it all out the window after a certain level? I can name some winning teams that are just not clean. All right. Now, B, real quick, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with that statement? Do you watch enough level six to have an opinion? I mean, I do... But I don't know how to say this to where it's polite, I guess, or like politically polite. I think that every level can use cleaning. And I don't just think it's level six. <laughs> All these teams sloppy. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean. I will say, though, I myself and my husband are proud to come from a gym that the routines look so clean. And mm-hmm. there are some routines out there that look fabulous. But I think in general, every level could always use cleaning. And I don't think it's just a level six problem. I think it's all levels. I feel you. I heard that, girl. I heard that for sure. I, so yeah, I this, hope I wasn't rude, but it's just no, the truth. Hey, you're good. Yeah. These teams need cleaning. These teams need cleaning. That's why they need to purchase a video review. That's why they need to get that gold package and, you know, or, or purchase the uh, whatever that thing is I'm selling. The digital course on how to clean your routine. So, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with this statement, but I'll give you my ideas. I kind of agree, but I don't, I kind of disagree. So let's, let's see. So where should we start? I think that one, when we're talking about comparing lower levels to world's teams and the cleanliness between those two teams, it is always going to be significantly easier to clean lower level teams because they're doing less difficult skills, right? It's going to be significantly easier to clean 15 round off two back handsprings on level two than it is going to be to clean 15, you know, two to whip doubles, right? Those skills, you're right there. So the skills are harder to attain kids and once and the higher level skill, the more athletes have their own stylistic way of how they achieve those skills, you know, and it's a lot harder to kind of adjust those things as you get higher. And that's for all of the different levels, right? Or not all the different, all the different skills, tumbling, stunting, you know, baskets, whatever the case may be. Again, it's going to be significantly easier to clean, you know, on junior two, on junior blue this year, your your daughter's team. We do straight right baskets. Believe me, it's a lot easier to clean straight right baskets than it is to clean full down baskets or kick full baskets or, 
you know, kick double baskets or hitch, kick, full, split, full baskets, right? And so as we progress out through the levels, it's not that, you know, unity and precision go away. It's just it's just harder to clean more difficult skills. It just it, it's just the nature of the beast. Now, I will say I do not think overall. Well, I don't think that unity and precision go out the window when it comes to level six. I think, you know, we are just at the majors and, you know, SSX was probably the cleanest team. I mean, Max might have been, but uh, and, and fearless, you know, and just those three teams I named, they all won their respective divisions. Fearless, SSX, fearless SSX and Max Senior Stars. They were probably the cleanest teams I saw. They were really clean, not just like clean for level six, but they were really clean teams and they all won their respective divisions. So, you know, me, I don't know. I'm not sure what region this particular person is in and maybe just the level six teams in their region just aren't, you know, because someone has to win. So maybe her particular region, the, the level six teams aren't the cleanest. But, you know, when I look back, when I take, my, from my point of view, I don't think that unity and execution or precision go out the window when it comes to a level six team. I agree with you, B, that there's just a lot of bad cheerleading out there in all levels. There's bad level one teams and level two teams. And, you know, they're bad. cheer. There's a lot of bad cheerleading out there. The other thing is that there's a lot more lower levels, right? The, the industry works in a pyramid, right? We're going to have a very big base of level one teams, right? There's a lot of level one teams at the bottom. And as you go up the pyramid, as we head towards level six and level seven, there get less and less and less teams, right? And so, but all the eyeballs are on the level six teams, right? I'll say all the eyeballs, but you know, there's just as many eyeballs, all the, uh, we'll we'll just say all the eyeballs, all the eyeballs watch the level six teams, right? But there's fewer level six than are level one. And so, you know, the only level one teams we really see, I guess, as a, as a community, are like the good level one teams, right? Like if I watch a level one team, you know, right? What was that team that was like really good? Um, Zodiac, right? Like we all know who Zodiac is, but I just think since there are less teams at the level six division and there needs to be cleaning in all of them, but more eyes, like it's easier to see not as clean level six teams. Because when you go to competition, right, there's only like so many of these world's teams that are there. Everyone wants want to watch the world's teams. And so, you know, we can see the bad teams that are there, but we don't all stay and rave over the level one teams all the time. So that probably has something to do with it. It, but I don't know. I do think that when it comes to level six, clean still wins. I, you know, I don't know. Again, I'm not sure what competition she's watching. I don't want to say it like that. I'm not sure who the level six teams are in her region that she just sees on a regular basis. But I think when I look at level six teams in general, the clean teams win. Again, we just got done watching the majors and it was it was the clean the teams that were clean and hit were the teams that won this past weekend or last weekend or whatever it was. So yeah, but like you said, B, there's lots of bad cheer leading in every level. I mean, they're, you know, they're bad cheerleading every level and it's just easier to clean standing one back walkover. I mean, level one, they only have to do standing one back walkover or standing two, standing one, standing two. I can't remember one of the two, but it's not like it's super crazy. So, I mean, again, it's a lot easier to clean standing one back walkover or standing two back walkover, standing one switch leg than it is to clean, you know, again, two to fulls and two to full whip dubs and double up, whatever, like all that stuff. So high to high, 
play full around to heel stretch, all that stuff. So anyway, that's that. Anything you wanted to uh, add on to that, B, before we get to our first official break? Yes. Let's hear it. Technically, I didn't say there was a lot of bad cheerleading out there. I just said there was a lot of divisions that needed to be clean. <laughs> no, no, no. You, yes, yeah, you, you try to keep it politically okay. correct. I'll just say there's a lot of bad yeah. cheerleading out there, people. There's just, a, I'll be real. There's a lot of bad cheerleading out there. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't say it. I said it. Come get me. Okay. I think it's easier for me to say that because I, well, when we go to competitions, not saying that you don't watch our teams, but I know that there's multiple teams that you guys have to get ready, right? So I have one of my good friends' daughter is on level one. My twins are on level two. Her daughter's on level three. Uh, her other daughter's on senior three. So I watch a lot of the teams, all, you know, most of them. So I see all the competitors that they have. So I see the different levels of the cleanliness. So I think that's why it's easy for me to say that because, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot of teams that are clean out there. And I think as the world progresses and cheer leading. I am personally, I'm seeing more clean routines over the last year, two years than I did five years ago. So it's easy for me to say that there's a lot of, you know what I mean? I feel you, B. <laughs> I feel you. Real quick. Can I say this? You, you said this, which reminded me. <laughs> I think that in all honesty, I kind of set that up wrong. But the point is clean cheerleading actually started with the world's teams and then trickled its way down. I remember when lower levels, there were no like really good lower levels. When all of the really good cheerleading, the good clean cheerleading were all the level, what we call level six teams now, but level five at the time, were all the world's teams. Like all the level six teams were the clean team. I don't say all of them, but that's where the cleanest cheerleading lived was in the level six divisions. And then, you know, programs started figuring out like, hey, you know what? We should try out that cleanliness thing in the lower levels. And if we do that, we can actually win these competitions. And now it's kind of swept through and it's a lot more commonplace for the lower levels to be clean. But it really even start it used to be all about you know the level six teams are the only teams that were clean honestly the level six teams used to be the only teams that were clean at competitions and then and now it's kind of okay now teams are, or programs are starting to figure out hey we should probably invest in our lower level kids too and try to get some some cleanliness on them but yeah so anyway we'll um now good to get to a break now B? yeah i'm good all right let's get to a break attention cheer parents I always say this, if your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At Tumble Track, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence. Confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleaders' dreams soar. Link in the show notes. And we are back. Like I said, we have we have a two for today, two questions of the week. So let's go ahead. Let's hop straight into this second question of the week. B, um, what, what do we got? What's the second one we got? This is from Colleen. So she asks, during a stunt sequence, when there's a spare girl not in the stunt who is tumbling in the front, does that count towards the score at all? Or would it be the same if she were a nugget in the back? Is that happening just because it looks better than a nugget? Great question. I'm glad she asked this because I think I've probably always wanted to know this deep down. There we go. It depends on what score sheet you're on. 
So let's see. Well, we'll talk about the score sheet. We are on the United score sheet. So if you go to a, definitely if you go to a varsity event, but if you're competing on the United score sheet, the girl tumbling in the front, a hundred percent counts towards your score because they tell you that if you have a team of 22 athletes, you need to have 10 kids do, let's say it's level two. If you have a team of 22 athletes, you need to have 10 kids, might be 12 kids, but whatever, we'll say 12. Is there max in running tumbling? I think there is max in running tumbling. I can't remember, but we'll just say 12. 12 kids. Hey guys, that's why you need to get the code of points. Download, here we go, another plug. Guys, download the free cheat sheet, the free code of points link in the show notes, and then you don't have to worry about this. We actually just used it obviously we had to use it at jam fest way to use it this weekend at the small one day we went to with the prep teams so download the code of points cheat sheet because i'm telling you it's a lifesaver it's a game changer it will make your life so much easier and then you have to memorize you know how many kids you need to have how many round off twos you need in in your junior two routine but let's say it's 12 hey we need to have 12 kids in round off two right to reach whatever number so that kid counts whether she throws it with a group of kids in front of this it throws it with a group of kids during your round off two section or she throws it across the front or whatever the case may be your kid you know that kid counts right if she throws it across the front of the sun section then that kid counts right and so yeah 100 percent that kid counts towards your numbers because once you reach 12 then you've reached 12 and you're gonna get you know your assigned points right now prior to that before we were on code of points that was a little more iffy if that kid it went towards your points it did but how big of an impact did it have on your score? I'm not really confident it had a huge impact on your score if it was a pretty basic pass. Sometimes we would throw like a really creative pass across the front. If we had like a specialty tumbler, we are like, hey, during the sequence across the front of the stunt sequence or during, during the stunt sequence across the front, you're going to do this pass. You know, we'd always try to do something creative. Not always, but if we had the, you know, the talent to do so, we would try to do something creative to, like stand out a little bit more. But if it's just kind of like a basic level or if it was kind of a basic level appropriate pass, I'm not sure how much influence it really had on your score. But you know, they did count towards your numbers if you needed to do something. Now, even on the old score sheet, you do need to have a minimum to get into range. So they would say you need to have 10 passes. And once you have 10 passes, you're in range and then we'll pick what range you're in. So that kid definitely counted towards getting you into range. But how much of an impact they had on your score once you're in range, I think is kind of debatable. And it's kind of like, you know, the, the thing I always think about is, you know, when you get gas and when you go to the gas pump and, you know, when you put $20 in, right, where your tank is on empty, right, you're on E, when you put $20 in, you see the needle actually move. You're like, hey, there's a shift in the needle, right? If you throw 10 cents in, yes, you got, ga- you know, gas actually went into your tank, but did the needle actually move? So, so back on the old score sheet or even the current USASF score sheet, does one kid, one kid definitely counts towards your numbers, but is it enough to move the needle? I don't necessarily know if it's enough to move the needle. There you go. B, does that answer your questions? Any follow-up questions after hearing that? Like, well, okay, well, what about this scenario? No, that answered all of my questions and I hope it answered the parents at home's questions. It made right. sense to me. 
There we go. Perfect. All right. Oh, no, we're not even going to get to a break. We're just going to go straight into this. Yeah, we're going to go straight into this. Go straight into uh, what's popping with the parent. This one's actually from B, not from you specifically, but you're like, hey, we should talk about this on the pod. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but what's popping with the parents is brought to us today by SS Designs. I know I'm doing all the ads on air. I mean, not all of them, but I want to do more on air and not take as many breaks. So we took some breaks, but this one, SS Spirit Designs. Guys, we have a promo code now. LTC15, get 15% off of your order. You've heard me and B talk about them for the last couple of weeks, but if you haven't, I'm introducing you to SS Design Spirit Wear. And guys, I can't say this enough. I'm being real when I say this. These designs for cheer moms, cheer coaches, cheerleaders, they do custom work. They aren't just cute. They are super cute. And I know you're a cheer mom out there and you're trying to figure out how can I get some cute designs, some cute clothes for the cheer competition. You can't figure out your life because a lot of this stuff out there is kind of cheesy. But so the struggle is real for you. But SS Spirit Designs has stylish, you know, trendy stuff. They got you covered for your cheer mom fashion needs. So go to SS designs spiritwear.com use the promo code ltc15 get 15 percent off of your order anyway what's popping with the parents b this was a good one and i'm so curious to hear what comes about this a gym in our area requires their team to watch all teams from their gym compete regardless of whether or not it's 7 30 a.m or 9 p.m if your team is at the competition you are required to be there they literally literally have someone taking role when teams line up and then report back to the gym owners. Not attending the team results in a fine for that athlete and then of course they get screamed at. Am I crazy to think this is a gross overstep on the part of the gym owners slash coaches? So that is what's popping with the parents and there are a couple of responses that I go back and forth I mean I in my mind I don't really talk but in my mind I'm back and forth on them. So so real quick read read the question one more time from the top. A gym in our area requires their team to watch here we go a gym in your area it's not even your gym lady you're just complaining about some other gym's policy why do you care honestly why do you care okay true true a gym in our area right it's not even your gym i i would understand you know it would be hey our gym doesn't do our gym does this i don't like this but this is honestly it's secondhand information okay does she know for a fact that the gym that this gym has to do this right not that she heard maybe she has a friend at this gym and they kind of complain and you know we complain we kind of embellish things or we have to be there for this and then this happens you know but you know she's complaining about another gym and their policies i don't care what the gym down the street does honestly i don't care what the gym down the street does they have whatever policies they want could care less or I couldn't care less. I don't care if you care how I say that. But let's answer the question as if it is her gym. So the the gym has to, the gym requires that all the teams have to watch all the other teams in their in their program and support and be a kind of a buddy sister team regardless of what time they start. So if they have a 6:30 meet time and then they have to meet, you know, the next team competes at 9 p.m. they got to be there for all the performances there and in between. How do I feel about that? I think as a I hope this is one thing people learn from the podcast is that you got to take a step back and unravel the layers a bit. You know, I think on face value, I think we all go, yeah, 
you're right. That's absurd to be there from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. So I guess it depends on if this is a D1 or a D2 gym. Change my answer a little bit. You want to start with D1 or D2B? Uh, D1 because that's what we are. So. All right. If it's a D1 gym, I do think it might be a little excessive. You know, at our gym, you do have to watch a team or two. I'm not sure. You know, and I think it varies. You would know actually, honestly, better than me how many teams you have to watch. But, you know, you're assigned to a team or two that you have to watch. So I think being assigned to all the teams all day long, especially with a D1 program where you have, you know, 125 athletes, you know, 250 parents, 500 grandparents, right? It's kind of a lot to have to watch all of the teams. So, you know, like I said, we do, we assign teams and I get that sometimes the gap is big because not all the teams compete back to back to back and sometimes you get done at four o'clock, the next team's not competing until six o'clock. But I do want everyone to think and I, and everyone looks at it from their perspective, man, we're done at four. I don't want to be here anymore. I got to go. We're trying to go to the museum after this and we're trying to do this. But when it's your kid who doesn't have a crowd, you're upset. Yes. Okay. So can I interject really quick? Because. Yeah, go ahead. Is your gym heading to the all-star worlds this year? If so, you've got to check out the next generation gym owners one day business builder conference in Orlando on April 22nd. This conference offers business education for all-star gym owners from the best business experts in the industry, Next Gen, and is perfect for owners looking to grow their gyms. Learn more at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. There were comments on that post and one mom said, if we have to get up at 4.30 a.m. to report at 6.30 and compete at 8.10, there's no way I want to stay around till 9 p.m. to watch a team. We need to sleep to get up and do it again for day two. Okay, as a parent, I totally I'm with her on the same page in a sense because if you're competing at 8.10, say you have to be there till 10 o'clock in the, in the morning, you got a team to watch or something along those lines, you still have have the rest of the day to go back to your hotel, take a nap, rest, change, do all that, and then go back and watch that nine o'clock team. Mm-hmm. Now, another mom said she responded to the 4.30, and said, that sucks that that's your outlook on it. The team going last from your gym has to be there to watch your kid first thing in the morning and has no choice but to stay since they're the last team to go. She said a little bit more, but that's basically all that matters. And <laughs> She's, I'm going to stop here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. Uh, to a certain extent. I will say from my personal experience, when we were in Indy, my girls performed earlier in the day and one of their friends and one of my, our friend's daughter performed later in the evening. So we did go back to the hotel and we did take a break and we let the girls change and we went and ate lunch and we let them lay around. But we sure did go back to watch Senior Red and Senior Black. Those were Mm -hmm. our teams that we had to, you know, that were going on at 7.30 and 9 o'clock or whatever the times were. So I think if it's feasible, you should definitely do it. But I understand sometimes you can't always do that. You have plans or maybe you're in a city where there's close friends or close family members that you want to hang out with. And I think that our gym does a really good job at having us watch one or two teams. I think it just depends on the competition. Usually it's one team before you and one team after you. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's great. But I think if you do have the opportunity to go back and watch 
watch them, it's a good thing. Now, I will say on day two in Indy, we didn't go back and watch because we had a flight the next morning that we had to get up for. And so we had to pack and we had to do all these things. And if it when if I break it down like to the minute, we did probably have enough time to walk back up to the convention center and watch. But we made the decision as a family to not do it. So I think it's just a give and take thing. No, but yeah, I I think uh, you brought this point up earlier, which I was going to say about D2 was you have less athletes, so presumably less teams. And so it's not like you have to be there all day long, right? You have exactly like what you said. You have the opportunity to go back to your hotel room or whatever. And I get, and I know parents are going to throw, well, we didn't stay next to the convention center. We were way out here. And I get all those, you know, your individual circumstances. I'm saying in general, you don't have to be there all day long. You have your performance. You perform at 8 a.m. You know, you get dismissed or whatever. And then you go, you live your day and then you come back later for a later team. So, but again, I think, I think about what about when no one shows up for your team? Because I think parents would be really upset and discouraged if no one showed up for their teams. Really, because when those things are empty, it, it's crazy when it's just the parents of the kids on the floor. When it's just the parents of the kids on the floor, it's empty, quiet, and you don't feel that good about it. You're just like, man, no one's here to see us. It's a discouraging feeling when you're like, dude, no one is here when it's just the parents of the kids on the floor. You don't realize how big of an impact it is when the rest of the gym is there watching the teams. And I think you should want to support your gym members, right? And your, you know, the other people that wear your same uniform, you know, it goes to increase the team's, I don't want to say brand, but just like the reputation of the gym, right? And just like, oh man, that's a great gym to be a part of and to let everyone know like who, in in our case, who American Cheer is, right? And more just positive brand recognition as far as, you know, and that, you know, dare I say, I feel like that does have an impact out there on the floor as far as like having, you know, the kids having bravado, the judges getting ready to see a good routine, you know, like, hey, American Cheers coming up. They kind of sit up in their seats and get ready for a show opposed to, you know, you know, I used to judge high school tryouts back in the day. And, you know, if a girl walked in, you know, we would judge high school tryouts. And if a girl had infinities on, I was like, oh, this is a cheerleader, right? This girl cheers somewhere, right? If she walked in and she had Air Force Ones on, I was like, those are, those shoes are fly, but this girl ain't never cheered before, right? And so I'm not sure how much, how impressed to be. I'm not sure what we're going to see coming out of this uh, this tryout right now. You know, I, I do feel that, you know, that has an impact on, yeah, I think judges get ready for a good routine when they know your team is about to come up when there's a little bit of brand recognition. Now, I could be wrong. There would be judges out there, but I don't care at all. But, you know, whatevs. Anything else we want to add on to that? No, I don't think so. No, but I, I'll agree. I, I think being there all day is, and sometimes it's not, and, you know, and she painted the, the extreme. One team has to meet at this time. The other team competes at this time. I'm not sure how often that happens. So many times the window is significantly smaller than that, honestly. Right now, it does happen, and I get it that it does happen where you get to meet super early to compete super late, maybe at some of these bigger events, but not every event's that big. You know, honestly, these events aren't that big all the time, you know. But yeah, but in the premise of having to be there for every single team, especially if you know if you get to compete all day, I'm not sure how often that happens, but yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a of a stretch, you know. 
but you know, it's Jim's, it's that Jim's prerogative. So, you know, they can do them. Truth. All right. So I guess that's it. But before we go, guys, leave a five-star rating, leave a review and hear yours right on air. We actually just had a new one come in from a cheer dad. So um, we'll go ahead and, and read this out loud. Guys, thanks for the support. We we love you guys. We appreciate all the support that you guys give the pod. B, what, what we got right now? This is from a cheer dad. And I just think this is the cutest thing. So he says, great podcast. As a cheer dad, I wish I would have stumbled across this when my daughter was four years old and couldn't attend all the time due to work. Now she is 21 and have attended more comps than ever. And this pod still gives me knowledge as a parent. Love it. Well, we love you. And this reminds me so much of my husband because he used to not be able to attend competitions and now he's learning. So share this with a cheer dad because this podcast is for them also. There we go. It is. We actually have a cheer dad who listens, who wants to come on the pod. So I think we might bring him on the pod one of these days. Maybe a day, you know, let me next time be next time you're sick. You're just like, I can't make it. Jay. I can't make it, Jay. I'll be like, OK, I'm going to call in the lefty and we're bringing a cheer dad to to sit in your seat one day. OK, so maybe we'll sit in my seat. Maybe you two will do the show together and I'll chill at home. I think that's a great idea, too. So anyway. Let's do it. All right, guys. It's been real. It's been a ton of fun. Leave a five-star rating, leave a review, get a uh, t-shirt from SS Designs, get a course, get a get your nails done by B. Hey, B, are you doing um, spray tans at Spirit Sports this year? I sure am. And also, I meant to say this last podcast, but I forgot. My cheer comp weekend checklist, I have that ready for anyone that wants a copy of it. I've already sent some emails out. So if you want a copy of my list that I make sure everything is packed and we don't forget anything, please shoot my Instagram your email address and I will send it to you. There you go. Let's start the show with that next week for sure. I'll write that down right now. But all right, then get your cheer comp checklist from B. Get your free A to Z, the free A to Z, the preview. There's the cheat sheet. There's all the digital courses. There's all that stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Other than that, five, six, seven, eight, we're We're out. out. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parents' perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.